When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. I am here with my guy, Clifton Brown, who is back from Phoenix, Arizona, and the NFL owners meeting, stepping in for Garrett once again. Cliff, how was it out there in Arizona, first of all? Uh, it was busy. Um, it, the weather was beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's always interesting to me to see the whole league get together. So yeah, I mean, we had Odell Beckham showing up. <laughs> Making him prop to <laughs> visit to the meetings. Did you, did, did you meet with Odell? I did not meet with Odell. I may be one of the few people who do not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's walking around, yeah, <laughs> dapping it up with everybody. That that mm-hmm. you don't see at every league meeting. So, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Did you hike up Camelback Mountain? I did not. I did take a walk near Camelback Mountain, though, Ooh. Ryan. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean – yeah, the weather was spectacular. You spend all day cooped up inside. It is nice when you have a chance to get out. You walk out, the weather's perfect. Um, this is the right time of year to be in Arizona. A few months from now, uh, when you'll be boiling at 105-degree temperature, no. But right now, it's, it's beautiful out there. I remember, I think it was 2019, I hiked up Camelback Mountain at the owners' meetings with John Harbaugh and good, a good friend of his, Sean McDonough, former heard, play-by-play I've guy from Monday Football. i about this, yes. Yes, I hiked up there with them. They were a lot faster up that mountain than me. That's all right. Uh, you did it. It, it, was, it was fun. Exactly. I got to the top. Right. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Exactly. Didn't need any oxygen tanks. So it was, it was successful. I figured if you want me to come back, I better not try and do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going we're gonna to break down kind of all the news that has uh, come over the past weekend from the owners' meetings. And obviously... Uh, Lamar Jackson's, you know, trade request uh, or the the uh, information that he had previously uh, submitted a trade request. That was the biggest news, but we already talked about that last pod. So we're just going to move right past that. Nothing new on that front. Hasn't been any uh, reports of a, of a trade partner yet. We'll see. My, 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 uh, my feeling on that is that, just briefly, is that the draft is going to be the next inflection point here. And, you know, whether a team makes a makes a move for him uh, right before the draft or whether they come out of the draft and don't get the quarterback they want and or during the draft, it could happen uh, or they they don't get the quarterback that they want and then they make the move. The Colts are obviously the team that a lot of people are buzzing about as the potential suitor there, maybe the leading candidate. They sit at number four. If they don't get, you know, if they don't have strong conviction about one of the guys outside the top two, 
do they make a move during or after the draft if they don't get one of those top two guys or even the top three guys if somebody drafts trades up into the cardinal spot um at number three and they don't get one of the top three that i think is the thing to watch but i i, I don't know right now there's not a whole lot of noise on that front um and i feel like it's we're probably not going to hear a whole lot until right before during or right after the draft that's my feeling well you could be right, but this situation has been a little unpredictable. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> right? Who knows? That's my feeling, though. You know, that's that's the next time that things kind of uh, around the NFL things get shaken up a little bit. Oh, sure. I mean, the draft, as you said, that that's a key turning point. And yeah, I think leading up and during and afterwards, yeah, uh, at at that point, you know, if we get through those three things and things are still where they are then I guess we'll have to have a different discussion but right now yeah I, I'm, I'm not venturing too much of a guess on on what's going to happen there I just think it's a very <laughs> it's a very unique situation for sure for sure uh, anyway some of the more recent news this week is about the Ravens aggressiveness uh, in trying to find another wide receiver another veteran wide receiver they already signed Nelson Aguilar but it doesn't seem like they're out of the game and they're big fish hunting this is this is they're going after the the trout here reportedly, uh, you know met with Odell Beckham Jr. at owners meetings as you said, uh, and then there's a report today that they're still in the in the hunt in the game at least for DeAndre Hopkins and possibly Corton Sutton, uh, possibly trading for those one of those two wide receivers. So, what do you make of all that talk about the wide receivers, Cliff? That the Ravens are being aggressive. Um, that they mean what they say when they are targeting that position as being one that they are going to address this offseason. And, you know, Eric, Eric DeCosta has not been shy about these type of things in the past. You know, he said that before about, you know, the offensive line, we're going we're gonna to address that. You know, he said it about other positions. <clears throat> this, this is, there's no secret here. It's just a question of whether they can get one of those big fish, as you described them. Um, they're hard mm-hmm. to catch. I mean, look how, look how long we've been talking, not just us, the league's been talking about where is Odell going. I mean, this is this yeah. is another saga. Back to late last season. <laughs> exactly. This is another saga playing out, you know, for months. <laughs> so, you know, Hopkins is a little fresher. I mean, sure, you know, after last season, the Cardinals had a disappointing season. You know, he carries a big contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray's injured. To me, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they're shopping him. Um, and somebody is going, in my opinion, is going to land DeAndre Hopkins. It's just a question of who it's going to be, and his contract is definitely a factor. I mean, you know, it, it's it's something. If you do, you have the room to take it on. Or are you going to be able to convince the Cardinals to, you know, take on some of it? The contract is in the holdup, but the player himself. I mean, imagine DeAndre Hopkins in a Ravens uniform. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'm smiling thinking about that. That. Yeah, he, he's a legit player. And to me, last year when he came back after suspension, he definitely showed that he still has it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, I I like the fact that they're in they're in the game with Hopkins because he's he's a game changer. Yeah. My, my thing with those guys is, uh, you know, it's hard to envision how the Ravens would make it work contractually with Odell or DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins at this point, or Cortland Sutton, with given their cap situation. But the longer these guys sit out there on the market, the more the Ravens, I think, can stay in the game. 
right? Because as we all know, everything really revolves around Lamar Jackson to a lo- to a large extent, right? And I think it's great that the Ravens are kind of keeping contact, keeping contact, keeping staying in the game, staying in the game. And then if something does change with the Lamar situation, if he were to be traded or whatnot, well, now all of a sudden they have all this cap space and you could easily go get one of those guys. Now with DeAndre Hopkins, you still have draft pick compensation. There's been multiple reports all over the place of, oh, you know, they want a second round pick plus more. Well, they're not going to get a second round pick plus more. It's going to look more like, you know, uh, What's the guy, the the wide receiver that just got traded? Brandon Cooks. It's going to look more like that package with day three picks. You know, there's been reports all over the place of what Hopkins ultimately gets traded for. But I'm just saying, to me, the Ravens, a lot of what we've heard this past week is, or seen a little insight into, according to these reports, is the contingency plans, right? The Ravens have talked this whole time about Yes, you know, we want Lamar here. We want a long-term deal with him. We want all this, you know, we want him to be a Raven for a long time. At the same time, you have to have contingency plans, right? For the possibility that somebody does swoop in and want to trade for him or sign him to an offer sheet or whatever. And to me, that's in part what these wide receiver conversations are. They're one avenue, these big fish wide receiver conversations. They're one avenue, one possible contingency plans. You know, uh, you can you can certainly get DeAndre Hopkins or Odell. You know, the r- report is that he wants $15 million a year on average. It, it would be hard to stuff that under the Ravens current cap as it stands now, unless you're taking on some massive cap hits in future years. Right. I mean, that that contract would be heavily weighted back weighted. Um, so to me, that's what that's what it says. And it's a good thing that you know, some of these big name wide receivers are kind of just sitting out there on the market. You know, reportedly the Cardinals want a little too much in return. So Hopkins hasn't been moved. You know, same with the Broncos. They're saying, we're not going to trade Cortland Sutton. We're not going to trade Jerry Judy. Maybe they're just sitting and waiting until after the draft or whatever. Who knows? Or maybe they're they're being truthful. They're not going to trade him. Odell, you know, just remains unsigned because reportedly he, he wanted too much money per year. Now he's supposedly coming down on that a little bit. But all those factors with each of these guys, leaving them without a team. Well, Hopkins and Sutton are on a team. Um, but like leaving them potentially on the market in air quotes, I think plays into the Ravens hand because they're also playing the waiting game to see what happens with Lamar. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned, yeah, Beckham supposedly come down from 20 to 15. If he's still sitting out there after the draft, he may have to come down more. I mean, Mm-hmm. There'll be other teams that are, well, now that we got this wide receiver, we're, we're definitely not giving Odell $15 million. Um, Right. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, again, I just like the fact that the Ravens are in the mix with possibly getting one of these weapons, and certainly they're on the prowl to get a, another playmaker, even though they've signed out Aguilar, and they definitely feel like, they could draft a wide receiver. They're they're exploring every every avenue to upgrade the weapons in that room. And um yep. yeah, I, I like that approach very much. Yeah, for sure. Uh you know, some other news coming out of this in terms of uh other free agents that the Ravens have reportedly in, reportedly been interested in. Uh they supposedly offered a contract to Baker Mayfield. Um so you know, we had heard some buzz that they were in the veteran quarterback market, went after Jacoby Brissett, supposedly. 
Uh, he ended up signing with the Washington Commanders. Baker Mayfield signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but there was news uh, that came out this week that the Ravens reportedly did make an actual formal contract offer to Baker. He end, ended up choosing the Bucks because he felt like, who knows what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. I have a better shot, better clear opportunity at a starting job here. Uh, what do you make of the Baker Mayfield situation, Cliff? Well, I mean, you know, the quarterback situation, we've talked about Lamar, you know, Tyler Huntley also being, you know, restricted. It's, uh, yeah, they have to explore possibilities at that position. So I'm not surprised by it. Baker Mayfield definitely has had an interesting career. I mean, what, two, three years ago, he's leading the Browns into the playoffs. They win a playoff game. They're talking about they're going to sign him to a long-term extension. Yep. Doesn't get done. Struggles the following season. You know, leaves Cleveland under, you know, not the greatest circumstances. And now he's really, to me, fighting for, you know, who is he in the NFL? Is he a starting quarterback? Um if he's a starting quarterback, is he a quarterback who can get back to being a guy who can lead you into the playoffs and beyond? Mm-hmm. Or is he a backup? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, definitely, if if they if the Ravens had gotten him as their backup quarterback, yeah, that would have changed some plans there to me at that position. But, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that they, they explored that reportedly because he – He's a guy, yeah, he's I like I like his feistiness. He has ability. Um he he's an alpha guy. You know, he looks at himself, I'm sure, as a starter. Oh, I'm uh, sure. That that would be the only Gavin, if he came in and that's probably had played in why he didn't come here. You know, if Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Ravens, then Baker knows he's the backup and that doesn't sit well with him. He wants to be a starter. So Tampa's a place where yeah, he has a chance to be that guy. But as far as the Ravens, yeah, I mean, Tyler Huntley, to me, he's done a, a heck of a job in his role as a backup the last couple of years and obviously has had to play in a lot of important games um, mm-hmm. and has shown what he can do. But, again, considering the circumstances the Ravens are in now, they have to explore that position. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have no idea if, if Lamar remains, you know, a Raven uh, – and is playing on on the tag. You don't know when he's going to show up um, for practices or or whatnot. You know he he would have the option of sitting out games if you know if he if he wanted to go that route. That would be an option. To, again, to me, this is contingency plans. The Ravens where where you don't want to be left is empty or light at the quarterback position. You know the Ravens feel like <clears throat> they have a defense, they have weapons, they have they feel like they're gonna they're a playoff team again. In 2023, and what you don't want to do is be without a, a, a quarterback in that position. You ain't you're not going to the playoffs in that situation, right? And so, to me, Baker Mayfield was a you know inexpensive, a, a, a cheaper option for a guy that I think the Ravens have always kind of had a little bit of a soft spot, or you know they've I think they've always kind of liked Baker, even dating back to the 2018 draft when he went number one overall. You know, I think that, like you said, I think they like his moxie. Uh, he's kind of got that swagger a little bit. Um, so I think there's always been a little bit of interest there. And I think it would have been, I, th- I think it would have been a really good fit for the Ravens' circumstances right now. It wouldn't have cost a ton. They would have felt like, okay, if, if you know, Lamar is, is not on our team or if he is, you know, holding out or whatnot, we have a guy who's started a whole lot of games in the, at, in the NFL 
and we can, you know, we can ride with that. We can win with that. You know what I mean? Oh, no so, question. Yep. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, obviously not getting him, where does that leave the Ravens? You know, I mean, the options on the free agent market have dwindled. I mean, we're, we're talking Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater now. Um, yeah, so does that mean at this point you wait until you would wait until after the draft? And say, hey, does some a team release a veteran? You know, after they draft a quarterback, does some something shake loose after that? Do you, do you make a trade for a veteran quarterback that you feel like, you know, or, I mean, heck, probably worst case scenario, what you wouldn't want ideally is in training camp, you know, it becomes clear some guy that's not going to win the starting job, and you make a trade in training camp for a quarterback. Um, who doesn't want to be a backup somewhere else if the Ravens are still in the market for a starter. So many ifs about this. Goodness great. I feel like I just, it's just, but th- this is like what I'm talking about. Like this is the game the Ravens are playing right now. You have 50 different possible scenarios, you know? And I think the quarterback situation is just another one of those where they have to, they have to have a backup plan, pun intended, uh, for the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean... You know, this situation obviously would be a lot easier if, you know, Lamar's situation were clarified. But it's not. Uh, someone told me a long time ago that, you know, a lot of thing, a lot of things in life, you just have to accept. You have to accept the situation for it is. It's, it's what you're going to do about the situation, not lamenting the situation that you're in. So the Ravens, again, they're doing what they should be doing. They're going down every road to make sure that, when the game start in September, they have the best team on on the field possible, regardless of what happens with Lamar's situation. So, yeah, I mean, Baker, uh, he's a guy that this is a huge year for him. It would have been, to me, as you mentioned, fun. It would have been fun here to have him, you know, Mark Andrews was in his wedding. Uh, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. tight, mm-hmm. close buds, mm-hmm. knows him well. Chemistry. I think I think Baker would would have fit in well here um, as a guy who's kind of you know he's got that Ravens type swag, but didn't happen. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation, but the Ravens are preparing for every scenario. Yep, for sure. Uh, it's become official now, as of this morning, that Calais Campbell is now an Atlanta Falcon, uh, reportedly. Agreed to a contract that will earn him seven million guaranteed, according to Pro Football Talk. Seven million guaranteed in 2023 that can escalate to nine million dollars. That's a contract the Ravens, under their current cap situation, could not have afforded. They would have had to restructure other guys and 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 make some moves. Um, what do you make of of Calais being officially a Falcon? Well, I mean, obviously we're all going to miss him. A uh, great guy, tremendous person. Um, and yeah, I'm not surprised. Once the Ravens, uh, you know, released him, I, I felt like Calais was going to be a guy who wasn't coming back. I just felt like the type of person he is, and and the way he played last year is showing that he definitely can help you win. What he can mean to the younger players on your team, particularly at that position group, that somebody would snap him up. Uh, that it would have been nice to see him come back, but that it wasn't going to happen. So. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, the Ravens, they've, they've got young players, you know, Travis Jones, Justin Matabuike. Um, They also hope that, I mean, you know, Michael Pierce, being, being healthy, can stay healthy next year. It'll, it'll fall on 
other players to step up. And then the Ravens have a deep defensive line. Um, and Calais will be missed, but I think that's a that's a hit that you know they they will be okay with, in my opinion. That the defense will still be solid, uh, defending the run will still be solid. You know the pass rush. You know to me they'll they'll miss Calais there too, but he's not not the guy he was in that that category. You know six or seven years ago. So to sum it up, not surprised that someone felt that hey Calais Campbell's out there we. We need him. He'll help us. He will help the Falcons. He will be missed. I do think the Ravens will be okay, though. Yep. Uh, and then speaking of official official transactions, Ravens inked Nelson Aguilar this week. Became official. Came in with a pretty fly look, Cliff. What would you think? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Oh, I I definitely was impressed with the jacket. The The purple jacket. Yeah, the whole look. Uh, he definitely looks like, I mean, he was sitting down, but he lo- he looks like he's in great shape, ready to go. Yeah, that was one of the more impressive uh, still portraits there of guys signing that I've seen. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy, yeah, he looks <laughs> he looks the part, right? Looks- See, to me, nobody will ever top uh, Pat McCarry's though. Okay. Uh, I, remember he had like the the mechanic shirt yes. on. Yes, it was so it was so Pat. Yeah, I mean. That, that now that's a different type of vibe there. Yeah, very and, different vibe. Very I, different. And I give Patrick an A for that too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that just shows you know there's all different flavors. You know, vanilla, chocolate, you know, strawberry, whatever you like. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but no, nah, I thought uh, I thought yeah, he definitely looked like a professional football player who's in shape. And there's a great opportunity for him here. You know, we talked about it, about that before. I mean, this is a he's coming to a place where he's going to get an opportunity to show what he has. And he took advantage of that, you know, with the Raiders a few years ago, uh, had his best season. So mm-hmm. he's still young. He's got more experience. He has an opportunity that could all add up to something, you know, really positive for the Ravens. Yep. Let's take a little break here and remind listeners that DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FLOCK. New customers can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code FLOCK. Look, 
thousand buckaroonies, Cliff? Hey, you know hey. me, man. Got a thousand, hey. Who am I to, who am I to turn I, that down? Hey. I'm interested. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Without question. Uh, anyway, among the more interesting news uh, of this week also is Maryland had its uh, pro day. Uh, and one of, obviously, Deontay Banks, the cornerback, who is projected in the first round and many mock drafts have to the Ravens, uh, was, was uh, at that pro day and one of the featured stars there. But another interesting participant was Nick Boyle, Ravens free agent, uh, tight end as of now, who is apparently looking into possibly catching on with some team as a long snapper. Of all things I did not expect in this week, it just keeps getting wild. That was that was one of the bigger curveballs of the week. Uh, so what do you think? You think Nick Nick could be a long snapper, Cliff? What do you think? I actually like it. I mean. Obviously, teams are going to see, you know, how how well he can uh, perform at that position, which is new for him, and doing it at the NFL level, uh, that's a challenge. But I'm glad that Nick isn't giving up, you know, on his career and and is taking a different approach because that that knee injury was savage. I mean, we we've watched him at practices uh, since that injury, and just yeah, I, I've. He, he talked about how much maintenance it takes just to get on the field, you know, how hard he worked last offseason just to get back, you know, on the field. Uh, it was just a devastating injury. It's really, really unfortunate. He was at the peak of his career, yep. um, a very important piece of the offense, great teammate. And, yeah, that was just a savage injury, and he's never fully recovered. So it's, it's a very uh, – it's a creative way for him to try and remain in the NFL. Um, yep. I wish him luck. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. But I, I get it as far as taking that pressure off the knee. Um, he's worked as hard as you could possibly work to get that knee back to where it is now. But, you know, it's just that type of injury. It, 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 it appears that it's just not going to be for him the way it used to be uh, with that knee. Yep. Well, apparently, uh, part of the reason that he got a scholarship offer from Delaware was because of the his long snapping ability. Right. So it's not it's not like it's totally out of left field for him. He's always kind of had he's had some skills in that department. Um. Yeah. I mean, you just you just never know. Nick is one of those guys who I look at and I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably good at at just about every sport. You know, like you pick Nick for your kickball team, he's your first pick. Same with Sam Cook. All right, Sam's Sam's one A. He's your first pick. Nick, I'll take number two overall. I'll take Sam first. Sam's Sam will win you a cornhole tournament. He'll win you a golf tournament. He'll win you anything. But Nick's in a similar vein to Sam Cook in that way. He's in the mix. Yes, exactly. So I I feel like if if Nick's mind is set on long snapping, like he he could get a training camp invite. I I I'm not. I think that, that is certainly. A, uh, a possibility for him, and then if that happens, you never know. Maybe you go and you just snap really well, and whatever you you got a job, you know. Right, right. So yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting. I wish him all the best. He, good dude. Really have enjoyed uh, you know working alongside and covering Nick Boyle's career. And, and like you said, yeah, I just it sucks. It sucks what happened to him. And I hope he can uh, keep playing in this league. Um, one of the other interesting pieces of news this week came from Sashi Brown, the Ravens team president, who is. About a year into his tenure, 
Um, he talked about, uh, you know, of course, Lamar and said, you know, the Ravens are committed to working out uh, a deal with Lamar. Um, he also talked about the possibility of playing overseas in 2023 for the Ravens. They are scheduled to have uh, road games against the Titans and the Jaguars, who are both hosting opponents in London this season. So Ravens have two, two possible avenues to playing overseas there. Sashi said it's uh, too early to know. They haven't gotten any word about whether the Ravens will be playing overseas, but they haven't done so in, in quite, what was it? Was it 2017? 17. 17, yeah. 2017. And so they might be due. They might be due. Uh, what do you think, Cliff? Are we going, to, are we going across the pond? Um, I'm going to guess this year, no, but mm. soon. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel, yeah, as Sashi mentioned, that you know, the, the NFL is definitely gung-ho on continuing and even ramping up its international games. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen London now for years. The response in Munich last year was was great. So yeah, you, I would love I would love to do the Germany trip. Yeah, personally. see your eyes that'll, lighting up. That'd so, be pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> that and that to me that's a possibility. I mean, certainly if it's not in the near future, it's in the future. I mean, it, their teams now are just going to have to accept that you're going overseas. You know, if I'd say you know once every four or five years, you got to expect to have at least one overseas trip because that's well that, once every four to five years then the ravens are overdue yeah i know i know so yeah I, I just feel like that's that's something that's initiative the league is is definitely committed to to going that way and we'll see i mean you know they're just waiting like the rest of us are for the schedule to come out but um mm-hmm. yeah instead of you know there's some teams who love going over some teams that talk about they don't like it that much but it it doesn't matter how you feel about it. You've just got to be prepared to do it. It's just like playing on Thursday night, uh, yeah. gay, having games flexed. The better you handle those situations, uh, the better you'll react to them. So, my again, my guess would be not this year, um, although I could be wrong. But even if it's not this year, it's going to be soon for the Ravens, I feel. Well, the Ravens, you know, obviously their last trip to London did not end well uh, with a thumping at the hands of the Jags. Uh, I mean, that was just a wild circumstances with the whole kneeling, the anthem kneeling. And it just, that was, it was a great trip over there before the game started, before we got to Wembley. It was, it was awesome. I mean, Ravens flock. If you're, if you're listening over there in London, you all were awesome. We did a podcast from a bar. We, let me repeat that cliff. We did a pod from a pub, from a pub. It was awesome awesome uh i had i had a great time selfishly i would love to go back overseas and you know cliff when we're doing if we're doing the travel draft cliff you better you just mm, you you better you (laughs) you better cross every finger you got buddy (laughs) right man you're crazy um yeah i mean i feel like uh Fans for fans, it is a great experience, you know, to, to have that, knowing it, to make yep. that trip. We know Ravens fans travel well, uh, so that that certainly wouldn't wouldn't be an issue. I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to to see, like, if you know, are most Ravens fans hoping that they get one of these trips, or well, they the hope, ones abroad certainly. Yeah, are. right. But and then and, and, I mean, the thing the thing is, I don't I don't really have a problem, you know, 
the Ravens really don't want to lose a home game. Right. Right. Like playing as, as the MNT is awesome. MNT is awesome. Home field advantage is awesome. You do not want to lose a home game. Playing as a road team is more palatable. Still, I don't think the Ravens really want to do it just because of the logistical. It's just a logistical headache. Uh, it takes a lot to do it. It's it's a pain. It's a pain to go over there, right? Um, now, if your number's called, you make the best of it and you suck it up and you do it and you and whatever you try to work out every advantage that you can. I don't think really probably any team loves going over there, um, but you do it. You know, so I agree with you that their time is going to come. They're going to, when it happens, you know, we'll all say like, this is exciting. This is a cool opportunity. This is going to be neat, but probably the Ravens in their, their deepest, uh, you know, uh, feelings about this deep down inside, they don't want the number to be called. Yeah. And as would they take, if they go or the next time they do go, cause it's going to happen, you know, would they do things any differently than the last time? Uh, you know, some teams go over there, you know, pretty early. Some teams wait till the last possible minute to go. Um, you have to figure all that out. Just like when you have back-to-back West Coast games, do you want to stay out there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. want to come back? You know, we had a few years ago, you know, Ravens stayed out for a West Coast trip, ended up losing both games, and their feeling was, well, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> next time, we're going to go, come back, and we're going to go. So, <laughs> Yeah, you have to figure those things out. So that's all part of the equation. But, again, it's coming, and everybody's going to be doing it. Uh, And so you just have to embrace it, I feel, and then try and enjoy it as much as you can and then win the game. Yep. Uh, Other news from Sashi Brown is uh, the Ravens are not going to have one of these uh, alternate jerseys. You know, it seems like every team or a bunch of teams are coming out with these you know, alternate jersey combos, these uniform combos, because as we all know, the stories that get the most clicks are about jerseys. <laughs> Number changes, any kind of any kind of wild jersey combination. We know it's good for the content, great for the site. Ravens aren't going down that road right now. Sashi feels like, hey, I like our motif. You know, I like the way we look, which I agree. Um, the Ravens actually do have a number of different combinations that they work into the mix. Um but for those fans, and we hear you, there's there's a number of you uh, that want some kind of zany look going on. Not happening this year. Sorry to break the news. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, Sasha, you know, has an NBA background, too. He talked about yeah. how, you know, the NBA teams, what, they have, how many uniforms they have now? 25, 30? I mean, I turn, <laughs> I turn on an NBA game, and I got to figure out, all right, who's home, who's the home team, who's the right. road yeah. Who's playing right now? Right, and who? Who? Sometimes it's like, who is that? Like, right. the color is not even like a color I associate with that team. So, right. he knows all about the uniform game. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, if the, if the Ravens uh, ever went that route, yeah, he, I think he could handle it. But I, I just feel, yeah, he just said no. That you know, that's that's not on on the horizon. But it is fascinating jerseys. How much people get into them? The the colors, the numbers, the combination. Yeah, it's yep. always. Oh, you're one of those guys, Cliff. You're a big fashion guy. You're all about the jersey combos. Mm-hmm. I'm a fashion guy, but not when it comes to jersey, baby. Just win. <laughs> I don't care what you're wearing. Win. And now I'm now I'm superstitious, Ryan. So oh. you'd see me running. You'd see me running out several jerseys until we lose. I mean, until one hits. 
Oh, well, yeah. well, wait, you mean, but if you win in the first one, well, you just keep rolling with that. We just keep rolling with that. Right. That's well, right. the Ravens had the mustard pants that one year, uh, which I, I will say I was not, you know, I did not think that was the best look. They lost in the mustard. I think it was a blowout. I want to say at the hands of the Seahawks or something. Really? Somebody will correct me on this. Mustard pants have not come back. No. Well, to me, no. they, they they shouldn't have come out. But yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, put them away, please. I, I, I'm, in agree, I'm in agreement with that move. Right. Those ones outside outside the stadium got burned. <laughs> <laughs> We're joking. I don't actually know what happened to them. Um, uh, speaking of jerseys, the other thing, the new rule they got passed at the owners' meetings is that jersey number zero is now available. Cliff, who should wear number zero? Well, I've, I've saw people suggesting maybe Justin Tucker would be good, zero. What? I, I, saw, was... I saw somebody no. suggest that. Justin no. Tucker. No. You're saying no. no. I know that's your, that, that's your guy. Why do you say no, no so no. far? No, there's no way you could put Tucker in a zero jersey. Why? Or why not? It just say. is weird. It, that's, a, that's a weird kicker number. Why, why, why Justin Tucker? I don't know. Something about, well, he's different. I read this somewhere. He's different. Um, you know, he's, he's that tight, you know, he's Renaissance guy. He, he, it would fit him if he was the first one, first Raven, I should say, to do it. I mean, yeah, I see you're huh. not loving it. I'm like, I just thought that I never, I didn't, it didn't occur to me either, but I did read that. Also, obviously, you know, Rashad Bateman wore it for a year in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw he tweeted, like, he teased it, like, maybe, then, like, no, he's sticking with seven. So mm-hmm. he's a guy who's worn it, but right. apparently it won't be him. Right. So who should win it? Who should wear it back to the original? I mean, it's hard for me to picture anybody in zero because I've never seen it before in the NFL. To me, it should definitely be a – I, I say a, a wide, it's a wide receiver number to me. To me, it's oh. not a quarterback number. This is this is DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, somebody like that. Somebody who, yeah, he's got swag. Yeah, I mean, he you draw, yeah, Od- o- well, Odell, 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 right, Odell, right. Uh, I can see Odell rocking the right. zero. Yeah, I think I think it's a wide receiver number. It's hard for me to see a back, even a flashy running back. Yeah, I, it doesn't fit. But yeah, I've seen some. Uh, I think who somebody on the Jaguars already said that they're oh it was um Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Calvin right. Ridley. Wide receiver. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. a wide receiver number. Whatever wide receiver feels comfortable that that should be their 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 number, I think that's who should do it. All right, here's my here's my suggestion for a possibility here. Odafe Owe. Hmm. All right. He had now the ninety nine is fresh. I like the ninety nine. So it's not a knock on that. But, you know, he had the zero sacks his last year in college at Penn State, which has always been like this thing that's kind of hung over his head. You know, it was a huge talking point when he was in the draft. It was kind of this motivating factor of like proving, you know, I'm I'm a legit pass rusher and I'm going to show you in the NFL that, you know, it's all going to be put together. Obviously, last year, you know, wasn't the season he envisioned, but he could still be, you know, maybe you put on the zero and it's like it's like the Steve Smith, you know, what didn't he put his age on his jersey or something like that? Right? It's like, you know, it's the chip on your shoulder, except it's the chip on your back, you know? So what do you think? Oway? It could work, but you know, I wish it were for him, I could see double zero. Now that would be perfect, you know, with the, the initials, 
the double zero. Mm-hmm. Odafe, yeah, O-A, right. right? The O-O. Right. Yeah, it's true. That I could see. The O, I mean, it's can not. You go, can you go double zero or is no. it just zero? No. No, okay. just zero. And, I, yeah, I, I was wondering if they were going to let people do double. It's just zero. Now, but then ever, you start using, but then you have, you know, oh, you still have Oway, right? You right. start, and then then you, when you write his name, you write it with the zero instead of the O, you, oh, when yeah, you write yeah. Oway. That's kind of cool. We could do stuff with that. I mean, yeah, will, will everybody pass it up this year? I'm talking about the Ravens, or is They're somebody really is somebody going to take the plunge? I'm kind of curious to see if that happens, who's going to, if anyone takes the plunge. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Last note I have here. Orioles baseball season. Orioles uh, season is kicked off. Uh, we're taping this on Friday. Uh, the Orioles are one and zero, baby. Uh, it's always, always uh, feels like a holiday when the Orioles kick off their season. So good luck to them. I, th- I thought one thing that I thought about that that's to kind of tie it to the Ravens uh, is that the Orioles have obviously been in a long rebuild, right? Like they've uh, they tore it all up. They started over. Uh, built this great, you know, minor league system, and now are kind of reaping the rewards, right? They have a really number one minor league system in the league. They have all these young, talented players in the lineup. Um, just interesting to see where they're at now, but and I'm excited about it. I don't think that's the road the Ravens want to go down. Like they, they, the Orioles just matter of factly, you know, said we're, we're rebuilding, expect a lot of a number of, of really tough seasons ahead, but bright futures, bright futures down the line. Right. Uh, the, or the Ravens do not subscribe to that, that, uh, way of going about business. No, uh, they're every year they want to have a shot to win it all. And it's, and it's difficult to keep yourself at that level every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think it's getting harder there's just so many uncertainties now. Uh, obviously, the Ravens are going through that to an extreme this year, more so than most years. But, yeah, between the salary cap and, you know, sometimes players wanting to change scenery and injuries, to remain a contender uh, year in and year out, it's to me, is becoming more and more difficult. And Ravens fans have been fortunate that this, that this franchise, uh, many, many more years than not, starts the season having a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. And then once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that is not the Ravens' approach. I don't think it's going to be their approach uh, moving yep. forward. And, yeah, and and they deserve kudos for being able to, to pull it off because, really, every team wants that. Every team mm-hmm. wants to have a shot to win it every year. But it's hard. It's hard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. But what I, what I find interesting is I don't think the Ravens really, you know, there's a portion of Ravens fans who don't really give the Ravens kudos for that. Like, there's a lot of excitement. I sense a lot of excitement around, around Baltimore about the Orioles, right? Because they have not been very good for a long time, and now they are good. Right. And like that brings this swell of excitement. And and I love that. I think that's awesome. And heck, I'm excited about the Orioles season. A lot of people are. But I just feel like fans who have seen the Ravens, you know, contend every single year, uh, but only have one playoff win, you know, in the Lamar Jackson era, uh, there starts to become some kind of taking that for granted, taking that consistent success for for granted and saying, well, that that's not good enough, and you know, being unhappy about that, and I just I just think that that's, I don't know, I think that that paradox is interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, it's it's when you've gone through the drought, sure, when you come out of it, like you know, in the Orioles now on the upswing, it yep. is the fact it's exciting, that- like like the Ravens two like the Ravens uh, two thousand eight season was like a super exciting season. You come off this 2007 campaign where it's brutal. You have a new head coach, new quarterback and Joe Flacco. And all of a sudden they went to the AFC championship game. Like Ravens flock was jacked up then. So when you kind of come out of nowhere or you have, you go from the bottom to the top, like that's as exciting as it gets. And the Ravens have been near the top for a long time. And I feel like, you know, fans feel like that's at this point, a little less exciting, right? It's just kind of interesting. It is, but hey, I'm, my advice would be, yeah, don't don't take it for granted. It's I was reading now what the Jets are now the team, the professional sports team is going the longest now without going to the playoffs. Now the Sacramento Kings has gotten the NBA playoffs. Now the Jets have taken that mantle as being <laughs> the team with the longest playoff draft. That's that's tough. I mean, they've won Super Bowl for the Jets 1969. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, Ravens have two Super Bowls, weren't he? weren't even in existence then, a long way from being in existence, and they're ahead of the Jets in Super Bowl victories. Right, right. Hey, be be thankful if you're a Ravens fan that, yeah, this franchise, since the beginning, you know, has really become – took them very little time to become a big player in the NFL and, and have been consistently, year in and year out, usually stayed at that level. Well, best of luck to the Orioles this year. I am very excited about their season. Plan on being at a bunch of Orioles games and uh, really hope they go far this year. Anyway, thank you for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review The Lounge. Uh, It is very helpful if you haven't done so already. And also make sure that you check out Ravens Press Pass. Wherever you find The Lounge, you can find Ravens Press Pass, which has every press conference, interview, locker room availability, everything. It has the full press conference, or I guess, what was it called? We called it the Breakfast Blitz with John Harbaugh. Uh, at the owners' meetings. You can go back and listen to the entire thing there. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. 
Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.